Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I started this podcast, gosh, almost five years ago with the intent of interviewing some really cool people who were successful and who were doing things that were inspiring. Because if I've learned anything, I have learned that success leaves clues. This is why we go to events and have keynote speakers. This is why we read best-selling books. And this is why it is so important to have mentors. Because when you can get around either in person or through a distance, through a book or while at a conference, around people who have done things, they can't help it. If they are sharing information with you, they have to leave ideas and clues and theories and nuggets of information and really a roadmap of how to get at least part of the success that they started. Always remember that. Success leaves clues. So that's why I started the show. And now, almost five years later, 460 episodes into this little adventure that I call Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, we have created a nice little community, and I think we have shared some really inspiring information. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I don't know how you found the show, but I really appreciate the fact that you're here. If you're a return visitor, I thank you again, because I say it at the end of every show. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this? Uh, The audience grows. It's slow, but we've recently cracked back into the top 200 uh, career podcasts that are out there. And while you think top 200, there are so many podcasts. I think recently I heard a statistic that it was over 660,000 podcasts that were out there. So to rank it all in any category, that's just a real honor. And so if you like the show, go over to iTunes and subscribe because that's how people get points to be ranked. It's new subscribers. If you really like the show, walk around your office, tell all your friends, get like everybody in the company to subscribe at once, uh, and that will move us up in the ranking, I am sure. Although, I don't know how many people actually go and do that, but I bring it up once in a while because it is kind of a cool idea if you want to help me out. Uh, Just go get everyone you've ever met to subscribe to the show. That's not asking too much, I'm sure. Anyway, today's show, I want to talk a little bit about what to do after graduating college. So I spent this last weekend at the graduation of Carnegie Mellon University, where my oldest daughter uh, got two degrees. She got a degree in business administration, and she got a degree in history. Uh, This kid set out when she was young with the idea of going to a top-tier school and majoring in business. Uh, She had looked around at sort of all the the top 10 undergrad business programs. She got into a couple. Carnegie Mellon was the one that she had selected. And I'll tell you what, it's been a really interesting four years. I didn't know anything about this school before it ended up on her top list of schools where she thought she would like to attend. And after being accepted and moving to Pittsburgh, uh, it's been a really good place for her. I tell everybody when you're looking for preschool or elementary school, high school, college, the trick is to find the right school for the right kid. And I think that's what she was able to do, uh, both in her high school and her college adventures. She was able to really be in the right place, and it allowed her to uh, find herself and to change and grow. She went into college with the idea that she wanted to go to work for a Fortune 100 company, work her way up to the C-level suite, and, and be a manager in large business. 
Coming out of school, she's more entrepreneurial. She wants to uh, work in the fitness industry. She has started her own business as a fitness coach. She's also looking to get a job uh, with a small boutique company because she likes the idea of working for somebody who's small and entrepreneurial and nimble. And in addition to that, she's doing right now because that job uh, with the boutique company isn't going to start for a couple of months. She's actually doing contract work uh, for entrepreneurs who need people to help them do some research and uh, put some things together. She's done a few video editing projects for me. And I like the fact that she's just entrepreneurial and, and realizes that she can carve her own path in the world. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about what to do after college. Some of you who listen to the show, I know are college students or younger, uh, I mean, uh, younger professionals, you're in your early 20s. And so you're, you're freshly out of college because I hear from the people. Plus, I mentor several people who are in their 20s, and they're looking sort of how to figure it out. And one of the things I tell them is it's okay not to do what you said you were going to do when you were in high school. You know, I look at my own daughters and, you know, things that they say they wanted to do, they, they have different ideas now, and they'll have different ideas a few years into the future. And so you also don't want to do necessarily what your parents tell you to do. I think a lot of people put their ladders against a wall that somehow society, whether that's society as a whole or it's whether their parents or their friends, tell them they should do. They went and majored in a certain uh, area of study and they decided that therefore they have to go into that as their work area and they're miserable. I can relate to this. I kind of had my ladder against the wrong wall for a couple of decades. I worked in sales and marketing and I was good at it and I won awards and uh, I got promoted and I got hired away by other companies. All the things that, you know, you say, oh, that person must be successful in sales and marketing. I, I helped move the bottom line and help companies grow. And at the same time, working for someone else wasn't exactly what I wanted to be doing. I, I knew it at the time, but I didn't know what else to do. And nobody ever told me when I was getting out of college that you can carve your own path in the world. In fact, there was an article that was written by Gary Vaynerchuk a couple of weeks ago, and it's on his blog, but he has posted it all over social media. So it's not hard to find if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. And in this article, he talks about what should you do? And it starts out that he says he's worried about all the graduates because he's afraid they're going to get stuck. He's afraid their ladder is going to go against the wrong wall, to use my words, not his. But he says something interesting. And he says, that is, you don't realize as you're graduating college that you're about to enter the greatest five-year window of your life. And when I read that, and I read it right before my daughter graduated, and I looked at my own life and, and the career paths of my friends and the career paths of other people I've seen over the last two decades, and then I look at the new college graduates and I thought, oh my God, Gary Vaynerchuk is onto something here. If you're just getting out of college, you are entering the greatest five-year window of your life. And he goes on to talk about why. Because you probably are single. You probably don't have kids. You probably don't have a mortgage or other major responsibilities, which means that now is the time to go and explore and try things. If you listen to my podcast, you know that my life motto became, just a couple years ago, try new things. I discovered through my research that I've been doing on, on people and how they achieve their potential, I discovered that I'm one of these people who never really stepped out of my comfort zone very often. I always made decisions based on what seemed easy to me or what was something I was more assured that I would succeed. If something looked hard or I looked like I could fail, it wasn't necessarily the path that I went. And I certainly didn't do that when I first got out of school. I took the safety of a job and I took the safety kind of, of the only job that was offered to me before I got out of school. And that started me along a path. 
And that path was fine. And like I said, I did very well. But I don't know that it was me. I don't know that I was really following my dreams. I needed to be able to check a box to show my dad that I had gotten a job that was paying the bills. And as my own daughter is getting out of school, she didn't want to do that. She wanted to follow her own path, and we talked about it. And she, she checked in about a year or so ago, and she said, are you disappointed if I don't go take a Wall Street job? And I said, no, I would never be disappointed as long as you're happy and you're being true to yourself. And so over the last year, she's explored sort of the different options of what she could do and how she could make these, this work and how she could piece it together. And it's been kind of fun to watch, but I've been so, I have so much admiration for the fact that she's willing at this age to say, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Now, that might mean she has to get a job in the interim, you know, working at Macy's or doing something like that in order to pay her bills. Because after you get out of college, I don't think parents should be subsidizing the way. Now, Every family can make their own decisions. I'm not going to tell people what to do. And I actually think it's smart for college students to move back in with their parents to save money if that's what they choose to do. However, you know, I have, you know, a friend who is subsidizing his kid's rent in New York right now. And I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but I, I just think that if the job that they're going to take in New York doesn't pay their rent, maybe they should take a job somewhere else. That's what I had to do. You know, I had a place I wanted to live and I couldn't afford to live there. So I lived somewhere else. And, uh, I think that there comes a point where you have to say, all right, figure it out. You're on your own. And I'm really proud of the fact that my kid is out there doing it. So, you know, what Gary says in his article is, is that if you're 22 and, you know, you're, you're going to jump out there, then it's, it's okay. It's okay if you fail because right now you shouldn't have all the answers. You should be at a point in your life where you're trying to figure it out. And the reason he states is because you haven't lived yet. If you're a recent graduate and you're entering that wonderful thing, you don't have all the baggage that people have when they're older. Now, 10 years ago, I started working for myself, and it hasn't been easy, and the, the money hasn't always rolled in, but I will tell you, my only regret in life is that I didn't start my own business when I was much younger. And my daughter has heard me say that a bunch of times. And so as she kind of goes into to starting her life and figuring out the direction that she and her fiance are going to go... She came back to me and said, you know, this is what you said. And there was no way I could have argued with her because she's right. I'm jealous of the fact that she doesn't have all the responsibility and the things that, you know, the rest of us have when you're, when you're older. Like I said, I was almost 43 years old when I started working for myself. I had the big house and the mortgage and two kids that needed to go to college and everything that goes along with, with being in that type of a position. So if you're just looking at, you know, starting off your career, now is the time to do it. And I recently talked to somebody else who was 30 years old, but he's sort of lost. And I said, you know what? You don't have a mortgage and you're not married. Now is still the time. I mean, yeah, he's seven years beyond college, but it's still the time where he can go and do his own thing. He doesn't have to take the high paying job. He can cut back his expenses and figure out what he wants to do and, and find out what his true north is and go and do that. So there's advantages to doing that before you have other things that you know, you are responsible for. So, you know, I think that you have to understand that Gary said it in his article, that there's a land grab for happiness and it starts now. And you can put yourself on a path that is somebody else's ladder against the wrong wall. And I can promise you from experience, when you get to the top of that ladder, it doesn't bring you happiness and joy. But if you figure out, hey, this is who I want to be and what I want to accomplish, then yeah, 
Maybe you're not going to have as much money up front, but you're going to enjoy the journey a lot more. And I actually believe that if you really are true with who you are and what motivates you and what you want to do, there are all kinds of businesses that you can start. I look around, there are jobs that exist now and companies that were founded in the last five and 10 years that nobody had even dreamed up when I was a kid. When I got out of school, there was nobody, there wasn't podcasts, of course, but there was nobody running around saying, hey, now is your chance to go out there and fail. Tighten your belt, live as inexpensively as you can, and just go figure out what it is you want to do. There wasn't people saying that. I admire this younger generation because now they are hearing that kind of advice, and that is awesome. So I wrote my own article uh, on my blog that kind of followed off what I read on Gary's thing. After having sat through four ceremonies uh, at uh, my daughter's university, she had the with honors ceremony for the business school. She had the uh, history diploma ceremony. We had the all school uh, graduation ceremony. And then there was the business school uh, awarding of diplomas. I will actually go out and say that uh, in a day and a half, four ceremonies is way too many ceremonies. Uh, I think graduation should be shorter uh, in general. But, you know, still, it was fun. I was very proud. It was awesome. But as I sat in the stands overlooking about a thousand plus graduates, I realized that some of them are going into their life's dream. They majored in engineering. They majored in drama. They majored in math or business or the arts. And whatever it is, some of them have landed that dream job that is something that is exactly true to their heart. But I was pretty sure that there were some out there who were doing what they thought they had to do because maybe they had student debt, maybe they had other stuff. And so I wrote down on my blog a quick little thing about my take about what I think you should do as you're getting out of college. So I'm going to kind of recap that for you as I close out this episode of the podcast. But before I do, I have to thank the sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. Now, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, and for some of you, that might be the great vehicle to help grow your reputation and your area of expertise. You can't do it alone because it's tricky and it's, you'll never do it. I never would produce this show if I hadn't partnered with Podfly Productions. So if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So if you go over to my blog at tomsinger.com slash blog, you are going to find uh, an article that's called, that came out on May 21st, 2019, called What to Do After Graduating College. And basically, what I talk about is that it's okay that you don't have all the answers, but you don't have to answer questions that other people are giving to you. You don't have to go to work for Google and Amazon and Facebook unless that's exactly where you want to be. If you know that this is where I want to be and my heart is there, then for goodness sake, jump right in. But if you're worried about what other people think, if you're worried about what your parents will think, what your siblings would think, what the people back home or your ex-boyfriend or your ex-girlfriend is going to say, if you say, I don't want to go to big business, then don't do it. Don't be worried about what they think. Do not let people who are not absolutely 100% living their dream be critical of the dream that you're deciding to live. This is something that I have witnessed so many times with people who I know is that their friends who aren't living their dream are critical of the people who go after their dream. 
In fact, I remember a few years after I had left corporate America and became a professional speaker, I ran into somebody who I used to be friends with. I just kind of drifted apart and they were so excited to see me and they had seen that I was making a living and I was being successful as a professional speaker and master of ceremonies for corporate meetings. And I was speaking for sales teams and, and things like that. And they came to me and they said, wow, we didn't think you would make it. And he listed a whole circle of friends who they had laughed when I had gone to chase this dream of being a professional speaker. And they said, we give him a year and he'll be back in a corporate marketing job. And he told me that as a compliment, but I still thought, what were they doing dissing my dreams behind my back? And none of them were in a job I would call a dream job. So don't let the people diss you who aren't living their dream. But you don't have to have the answers. And in fact, you don't even have to know the right questions. I wish that when I was 22 years old, I wish that somebody had told me, you can create your own way. You might have to stitch it together. You might have to have a part-time job. You might have to you know, uh, uh, do contract work for people. But there are ways to pay your bills and be really true to your true north of what it is that you want to do. Now, there are a lot of parents of young graduates who might be saying, no, do not listen to this. A lot of your parents, if you're younger, were going, no, turn off his podcast. He is wrong. Go get a job. But as the parent of a young graduate, the thing I'm telling her is go live your life. Be true to who you are. Be true to what you want to do and go follow your dreams. Like I said earlier, like a million people before me, I wasn't given that advice. My path was expected to do what was expected of people back in the 1980s and early 1990s. And that was you get out of college and you go get a job and you work your way up and maybe you change jobs, but you know, you didn't want to change jobs too often because then you'd be a job hopper. There were so many things that put pressure onto how to put all of us into one row. What I think is great about 2019 is we don't all have to live our careers or our lives looking like one thing. Diversity is the word now. And it's not just diversity as we think of it. It's diversity and how do you want to live your life? What do you want your career to be? Your career does not have to look like your mom or dad's career. Now, in my work with companies, I do a program called the Paradox of Potential. And I talk about it on the show all the time. So some of you are familiar with the fact that the whole concept behind it is, is that there is a gap between potential and performance. Think about your own company. You work with some people who are high achievers. They are peak performers. And you work with other people who are struggling along to get through the day and to get all their work done. And it's okay. We're all different. And we have different things that are holding us back and different things that motivate us for what to do. But the gap is real. So I talk about what holds people back and then how does each individual on a team navigate their way across that gap between potential and performance? Because we get so excited about potential. But here's the thing. Potential does not equal results. So you have to be thinking about what is it that I want to be doing? Because it's so much easier on the hard days to get up and work your way across that gap when you absolutely love what you do. So if you're younger, maybe you just graduated this week, maybe you're going to graduate next week, or maybe you're a couple of years out of school. What advice would I give you? Well, I, my advice is to figure out what is it that you want to do. Think about where do I want to be in five years and 10 years? And really, what does it look like? And while money's important, don't assume that money is going to buy you happiness because it doesn't. I know a lot of people who make a lot of money who are miserable in their jobs. I have counseled and consulted with a lot of people who wish they could walk away from very high-paying careers, but they haven't set themselves up in a position to do that. So money doesn't make you less miserable. And you don't want to wake up 20 years from now and say, my ladder's against the wrong wall. 
Because I can tell you from experience, that is a bummer to realize that you wasted that much time. So figure out what it is that's going to fulfill you and then look for ways to make the money work. And some people say, well, I want to work in social work or I want to do this. Well, great. Maybe you have to have a side hustle. Maybe you have to invent an app that's going to help people in your industry. There are so many ways that you can stitch your passion together with other things. Uh, My youngest daughter would like to be a park ranger, but park rangers barely make a livable wage, if they even make a livable wage. And so I've talked to her about what can you do while being a park ranger that would be something that people would want to pay for. And there's millions of options. And who knows, by the time she gets there, she's still in high school. Who knows what the world is going to look like? And there could be things that she could do on the side that could make her you know, a decent amount of money where she could still work as a park ranger. So you've got to be open to the idea of how do I make it happen? What do I want success to look like? If you know what success looks like, then it makes it easy to answer the tough questions that come along. So as I sat in those bleachers and I watched all those students, I realized that some of them, some of them are going to go down that path that I did. And as they approach 50 years old, they're going to say, what have I done? Now, the good news is, is that at any age, you can reinvent yourself. I made a decision when I turned 50 that I was going to make age 50 to 75 the best years of my life personally and professionally. Now, I tell everybody that that was a big stretch because I've had a pretty good life. The first half of my life was great. However, I'm going to make it better. Now, that means I'm going to make more money. I'm going to figure out how to do the business I do in a more professional manner so that it takes care of itself. I'm going to figure out other things that I can sell, other ways that I can make money. And along the way, I'm going to have more fun in my personal life. I'm going to stop being worried about things that are in my comfort zone, and I'm going to look for ways to say yes to all kinds of other stuff. And I think that's what all of us should do at any age. But this episode is geared towards the young people. So if you're on that younger path, if you're under 30 years old, let's say, and any of this resonated with you, you have listened for the past 25 minutes to this ramble from some 52-year-old guy, I'm going to tell you this. Ask yourself, do I want to look back in 20 years and say, bummer, I wasted my time? My assumption is nobody is going to say yes to that. So if your answer is no, I don't want to look back in 20 years with regrets, then start today trying to figure out what it has to look like in order for you to get farther across that gap and get onto a path that's going to fulfill you, that's going to make you excited. So a couple questions to ask yourself, just a couple. And number one is, what is it about a job I would love? And then what is it about a job I would hate? I talked to one recent graduate who one of her friends got a great paying job with a bank, but it gave her nine days of vacation in the year. And she was like, I don't want to work so much that I have nine days of vacation. When we travel internationally, Americans always hear from Europeans and people from South America, you know, God, you guys don't get enough vacation. People in other parts of the country get that time off so that they can experience their life. Now, you can argue that, you know, you can't let everybody have six months a year off and different things like that. And that's true. However, nine days of vacation in a year isn't enough. There has to be some time to breathe. So figure out what you want out of a job. Then also figure out, you know, what is it that's holding you back? What is it in your past that's holding you back from saying, hey, I can do that? If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to be the person who says, yep, I can go and do that. What makes you you? What makes you feel complete? What makes you feel human? 
make sure that those elements come into your job. Because even if you're only working eight hours a day, and I will tell you, in a world where we are digitally connected, very few people only work eight hours a day. Many people are working 10 and 12 hours a day, and in their time off, they are thinking about it. Make sure that you're including things in there that fill your soul. Because if you're not, it will suck the life out of you. And then ask yourself, if I was hit by a bus tomorrow, what would people say about me? While they were sitting around having a beer, would people say good things? And the final thing I'll ask you is, if you had a magic wand, and you could make sure that in five years, you had the life you wanted, and I'm not just talking about the money, I'm talking about your day-to-day activities, what would you put into that wish with that magic wand? What would you make happen? And then reverse engineer it. Five years is a long time. The economy could go up, the economy could go down, but there are so many things that you can do. But if you don't know what you're striving for, then you're going to settle for a job because someone flashed a little piece of salary in front of you or a little bit of security in front of you, or it's what mom and dad think that you should go and do. So my take is don't do that. My take is if you're graduating from college or if you're just out and you're young, I hope that your parents would join me and say, go out there and live a life that is true to your heart and your soul. You'll figure out your money along the way, but don't be a slave to it. Don't choose what other people think. Choose what you know will bring you the best life. That's all I got. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you. I know that there's some people out there who are closer to my age who will agree that maybe they have done the same thing I am, or maybe younger, they figured out how to create their own path. Go ahead and email me, tom at tomsinger.com, or you can find me on all the social medias at tomsinger, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R. If you like the show, go leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And you can join the community on the Facebook page, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody super cool. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. But while you're doing it, make sure you're on the right path. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.